from, Joseph? South Shields. Ethel. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Hi, babes. Hi. <laughs> Have we ever explained why we call each other babes? <laughs> I don't think we have. Why do we? Well, I re- don't remember. <laughs> remember in that fantastic season of Big Brother, and it had uh, it had that posh older lady whose name I can't remember. Susie. Susie. <laughs> and all of them, for some reason, that season in the house, it was like 2007 maybe, yep. they all called each other babes. And it just all <laughs> caught on amongst each other. And then even Susie, who was really posh, was like, oh, hello, babes. <laughs> that was the season with Grace. Oh. Where she threw, the, she threw the water in Susie's face as she got evicted and said, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Another thing that's entered our <laughs> friendship vocabulary over the years. Which, via CLC. Anyway. So that's a wonderful <laughs> side note. Um, here we are. I mean, it has been a hell of a whirlwind. Since Dens. Since Dens. We should tell everyone that we got some press. Oh yeah. Boy, did we get some press. Chroniclelive.co.uk did an article on us. The headline is Denise Welsh helped share Geordie culture with Americans on entertaining your Welcome America podcast. So just go to chroniclelive.co.uk. Check it out. <laughs> very pleased Famous. About that. Famous. I'm very happy with that yeah. bit of press. Uh, what's been going with you? Um, I am incredibly hungover today. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a night last night called Brittany Houston, which was solely the music of Brittany and Whitney Houston. Ideal. I got very carried away with myself. I drank too much because the music was too intoxicating. <laughs> I definitely remember screaming out Queen of the Night and definitely remember screaming Million Dollar Bill. And yeah, my favorite moment of the night was when they played The Hookup and uh, I pointed out her Caribbean accent to <laughs> Teddy and Jeremy and they were like shocked and appalled. Is that on your Back to the Islands playlist? It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say, I have a, uh, a, a Back to the Islands playlist, uh, which is all mildly offensive pop songs over the years that have like a Caribbean flavor. For, for example, uh, the Saturdays, What About Us? Yeah. Oh, I, oh, we yeah. are waiting. <laughs> a good example of another song on the Back to the Islands playlist is Stars Are Blind by uh, Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. which has a real light reggae theme to it. <laughs> <laughs> all white people. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. This is when you ask what I've been up to. <laughs> this is how conversations work, Fraser. <laughs> like, you finish if... talking, you finish talking about yourself, and then you're just silenced because you don't know what to do next. Oh, gosh, so I guess yeah, <laughs> weather we're having, eh? What have you been doing? What's going on with you? Well, so uh, last night we were. Well, you've met my neighbour Brenda. Actually, Brenda got a shout out in. Oh, she did. In yeah. the, uh, from Denise. She did. From the Denster. <laughs> She's driving a caravan. She in. was driving her caravan. I'm struggling on our hill. Um, so you've met our neighbour Brenda, who lives across the street. She's a wonderful um, creature of this earth. She uh, she was at the wedding the other week. Yes, she you know, was just going around telling everyone her life story, and it's quite a story. Oh, she did it in like a rapid fire. We said goodbye to her on the doorstep, and she turned around and gave us her life story in like thirty seconds flat, and just ran off into the night. Oh, it was wonderful. amazing. She's she's fantastic. We were like, come back. We have so many questions. So we went over to the house on Friday night, and they had put on a full on party in their back garden, which is bizarrely massive. They had a Cuban band in, which they brought in from Canada. 
Uh-huh. They had taco <laughs> truck. They had it all going on. It was just really magical, wonderful. And they invited just everyone and anyone. You would ask someone like, oh, how do you know Bill and Brenda? And it was either we grew up together or it was, oh, I work at the local coffee shop. And they said we should just come. <laughs> it was just like everyone was there. And then there was a moment where Jesse went to the bathroom and came back and said, there are people uh, putting costumes and makeup on. We have to stay. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so then they've got this bridge in their garden, which connects the house what? to the upper bit of the garden. I know. <laughs> Side note, someone's got married in that bridge before. <laughs> so we were sitting and Brenda sort of ushered everyone to the side. The Cuban man stopped. And then all these performers in full sort of, I, I don't know even know the right words, but ancient uh, costumes <laughs> from Mexico okay. came out and did a full on performance for us with <laughs> drums and fire and wow. everything it, i mean i don't know we were either blessed or cursed maybe both <laughs> i may have done ayahuasca i'm not sure but she had just she, she just casually said afterwards oh yeah they're just some performers that i brought in from um from from mexico city oh of course <laughs> she just threw this together <laughs> so that was friday night i have to say actually in one of in her rapid fire uh goodbye at your wedding she did offer for me to get married in that garden oh there you go <laughs> so, with the bridge the bridge just got that so, bridge. Yeah, so that's probably gonna happen um anyway we should probably do some feedback Right, okay, so we obviously had a lot a lot of people getting in touch with the Loose Women special. Oh, yeah. And quite rightly so. First of all, um, actually, Jesse asked us. We were so starstruck with Denise, we forgot to work out who is the U.S. equivalent of Denise Welsh. Oh, yeah. And we've been struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Because she sort of... You, you said Joy Behar. Yeah. I actually, I actually think because Denise mentioned it herself that the talk is a bit more of their equivalent, and it doesn't make any sense because I think her equivalent is Sharon Osbourne on the talk, but Sharon Osbourne isn't American, yeah. So I don't know if that really counts. And also, Sharon's not an actor or been in soaps. It's just not quite right. I don't know. So anyway, we actually need, we need everyone's help out there now yeah. that you've all met via the podcast Denise Welsh. Who is the US equivalent of Denise Welsh? Yeah, we let need us help know. With that. Um, okay, so Phoebe in the UK um, asked us, do classic English phrases Denise was using, like, in a pickle, translate? <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm in a pickle. Do we know? Actually, wait, Jesse, if I said to you, oh, I'm in a pickle, would you know what that means? Yeah, you're in a bind. In, oh, a bind. in a bind. We got the US translation right there and then. Thank you. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you. Oh, it is. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, so to answer your question, Phoebe, yes, those <laughs> translations do, well, those phrases exist here. Okay. So Gandhi the Great on Instagram, we, we posted a picture of the, the very mug that Denise Welsh had a coffee sipped from, from. Sipped from. Supped from. In fact, when she came in, I asked, you know, would you like something to drink? And she was just, she just said, oh, I'd love a coffee, but nothing fancy. A Nescafe will do. <laughs> love that. So we had a, a, a mug of her that she drank out of with her lipstick on it. And Gandhi the Great commented in the picture, I want that mug. What a lush cuppa that would make. Oh, lush, lush cuppa. cuppa. <laughs> um, Disco Drive Through asked us, what's, now we talked about with Denise, her time on Biker Grove. Um, Disco Drive Through asked, what's the American equivalent of Spuggy from Biker Grove? Oh, gosh. Do you remember Spuggy? Mm, not really. Spuggy was female. Yes, because she was friends with Fraser. Oh, Fraser. I've got a couple of thoughts. Go for it. My first thought was Drake. <laughs> Who's Canadian? Degrassi. From Degrassi. <laughs> yep. 
didn't quite work. And then I thought, what about Punky Brewster? Oh, yeah, Soleil Moon Fry. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Spuggy wasn't the star of Biker Grove, she was, and that was more of an ensemble cast, it feels like she's a bit of a Punky Brewster. Yeah, she's still the breakout star. Exactly. So that's <laughs> that. Um, shout out to Jamie, who just randomly got in touch to tell us he once served mussels to Nadia Suwala <laughs> in his gas, his local gastropub. Who's this? Jamie in LA. <laughs> Um, Camille in New Zealand said, who is Billy and how does Chrissy Teigen follow him? That's a question for Billy. What? Yeah. I'm, gu- I'm uh, guessing that the, the unofficial celeb booker of Your Welcome America, Billy, uh, once worked with Chrissy Teigen and Chrissy was taken with him. Wow. Well, speaking of booking, Billy, Chrissy Teigen, please. Yeah, get on it. Just <laughs> message her because, you know, she follows you. Yeah. Um, and Andrew on Instagram um, <laughs> said that uh, he's three episodes into the podcast. But he's already forced for others to listen. Oh, great. So, and that's actually what we want. Yeah, please uh, force everyone, you know, to listen to this. We need more and more listeners yeah. to hear this beautiful stuff that we're talking. Just force it down their throats. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty much all our feedback. Um, you're missing one piece of feedback. Thank you very much. Oh, on our Instagram, we posted our pictures of us and Dens. Mm-hmm. And uh, Carter and Carter C. Kid on Instagram said in capital letters, Fanny Flutter, hashtag Fraser, hashtag not even kidding. <gasps> so I'm giving him some Fanny Flutters. So oh. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we get on with the show? Yeah. And we're back. In every episode, we have a topic each, um, and we work out the US and UK equivalents of it, and Ben is first. Okay. What's your topic, babes? Well, we've got Thanksgiving coming up, so I'm going to do the very US topic, that is Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, we need to do a bit of like history. Um, do we for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, I, well, this is the problem. I genuinely don't fully know any of it, and then I reread it, and it was very confusing. But here it is. Okay, Americans get angry. I'm going to butcher your history, much like you butchered the Native Americans. (laughs) So, Thanksgiving is a national holiday in the US. There are other Thanksgivings around the world, but, you know, this is your welcome, America. Um, This year, it is happening on Thursday, November 28th. It always happens on the final Thursday of November, I believe it is. Okay, okay, now, I've been trying to get to grips with the history. Okay. So... Okay, just brace yourselves. I'm braced. Everyone. Um, Okay, so there were people on a boat coming from England Uh looking uh for a new life. And apparently they they didn't have a good boat trip. The Mayflower. The Mayflower. They were leaving from Plymouth. Oh. Yeah. And uh, in England. Yep. And they traveled across the seas. It was a bit of a rough journey, you know. Yeah, Um, it's going to be. And then what happened was, this is in 1620. They hit an iceberg. And there was a song sung by Celine, <laughs> and there was the heart of the ocean. So, anyway, the Mayflower left Plymouth uh, in England. There were about 102 passengers, blah, blah, blah. It was 1620. They had a rough time getting over, and then they finally made it over to um, Massachusetts Bay. Yep. Um, and they began establishing another village called Plymouth. Anyway, they had a rough winter, okay? Yeah. The crops didn't do well. And when it came to harvest the next year, they were like, shit, we're not going to be able to eat much. But they kind of had made friends with some Native Americans. And the Native Americans 
kind of gave over their crops as like a sort of big shared meal. Wow. And it was all lovely. And that apparently started 50 years of very cordial, like, get-togethers. Okay, lovely. Um, which didn't continue. <clears throat> um, but that's what it originally came from. And my knowledge of Thanksgiving and the origins of it is purely from the Adams family. You know, when they go to the summer camp and... Is that is that what they do in that? I'm glad you said that because I'm going to play oh, this <laughs> clip. Wait. What? We cannot break bread with you. Huh? Becky, what's going on? Wednesday! You have taken the land which is rightfully ours. Years from now, my people will be forced to live in mobile homes, on reservations. Your people will wear cardigans and drink highballs. We will sell our bracelets by the roadsides. You will play golf and enjoy hot hors d'oeuvres. My people will have pain and degradation. Your people will have stick shifts. The gods of my tribe have spoken. They have said, do not trust the pilgrims, especially Sarah Miller. Gary, she's changing the words. And for all these reasons, I've decided to scalp you and burn your village to the ground. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> so oh, I forgot Christine Baranski was in that movie. Oh, such a good movie. Um, so yeah, that's my main knowledge of, of Thanksgiving yep. as well. And um, any Americans out there, if you want to get in and just, you know, add any other sort of fun tweaks or corrections, <laughs> go for it. So that is Thanksgiving. It happens every year. Um, I obviously wanted to, now that we've, we've talked about the history, we've talked about one of the most important movies of all time, um, I want to talk about the food. Oh yeah, please do. Because this is important. Okay. So, Thanksgiving menu. It varies. I actually Googled it and I found this picture, which we will put on our Instagram. Oh God, that to, picture's horrible. Can you just describe to that, that picture to the, the listeners, Fraser? Okay, well, this looks like it was taken um, on a disposable camera. Uh, first of all, there's a lovely cranberry candle i think that's probably burning at that at that table some fine drapery behind it so what i'm seeing here is a, a turkey and then maybe four or five bowls of unidentified slop um <laughs> and then some kind of punch and a lovely cornucopia of fruit mm, yeah <laughs> a lot of wooden furniture that wouldn't have been out of place in my kitchen growing up in the 90s yes yeah this whole picture looks like it was in the 90s yeah <laughs> um so essentially for thanksgiving uh, you would uh, with your family you get together, you'll have a turkey. Yep. Turkey's super important. There usually is some sort of cranberry-based sauce or something. Yep. Now, there might be a yam dish. Now, I've tried to Google the difference between yam and sweet potato. It's very confusing. I'm not going to get into it. But <laughs> yam or sweet potatoes often feature. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think those are the main things. Let me just double-check my Isn't notes. Isn't a green bean casserole? Oh, yeah, they love a green bean. But what is a green bean casserole? It's just lots of kind of like green... I don't know. Jesse? I think he's putting his headphones oh. or he... Oh, he's ignoring ...has us. divorced me. Oh. oh! Jesse? What's a green bean casserole? A casserole is a dish. It's like a baked hot dish. Green <laughs> beans. I think it has <laughs> cheese, uh, cream, and I think it has breadcrumbs on top. Okay. So I feel like we were saying you often have a green bean casserole at Thanksgiving. Green beans in some form. Okay, green okay. beans in some form. Green beans in some form. Great, thanks, American. Um, thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> um, 
closing the door on us. Now, here's what's <laughs> most interesting about this. Because turkey is served, that then means that at Christmas, here in the US, no one serves turkey. Yeah, because they're done. All done. Whereas in the UK, you had 100% of turkey. Yeah. So there's a big difference there. Um, at the meal, you'll go... I mean, this is truly American. You go around and you show emotion by giving thanks. Oh, gosh. And you thank for... You know, you give thanks for something that's happened that year or whatever. Now, as I've learned in the past, do not make a joke out of that. Right. It's not a time to be funny. You can be funny if you then, like, you know, throw in something deeply emotional and personal, but it's not a time for joking. (laughs) Well, actually, we have done it. Well, yeah, we we have experienced Thanksgiving before we moved to the U.S. many times together. Yeah, so... um, our friend and uh, the nemes- nemesis of the podcast, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Our podcast nemesis, Michael. Um, he used to throw a Thanksgiving uh, kind of dinner every year, and it was called Thanks, Michael. It became Thanks, Michael because he would get into such a tiz. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that's a US word, yep. but such a tiz about it that we changed it to Thanks, Michael. And he would not always host it. Thank you very much. Oh. We rotated oh, houses, course. but he just you know became the center yes. of attention. I just remember. I just remember we when we did the the giving of thanks in that we were allowed to be a little facetious i remember mine being facetious oh, mine okay. was about like a, a song that had been released that year what song i wonder what song it I was think it was like fight for this love maybe i don't know uh, well 10 years on i'm still giving <laughs> thanks for that um so yeah you do give thanks and uh one other thing we should say about thanksgiving is that it is the official start of the holiday season Okay. Thanksgiving. So in the U in the UK, you might say, "Where are you going on your holidays?" That's a vacation. Where in the US, the holidays are the kind of festive season from Thanksgiving onwards. Yes. So and that includes uh, Jewish holidays as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. What are you doing for Thanksgiving this year? Uh, so um, CLC and uh, my friend Nina are coming to LA. Mm-hmm. So I am going to be hosting a Thanksgiving dinner in your house. <laughs> Well, you're not here. In the your welcome America <laughs> studio. What I'm most excited about is now that we have the Nest cameras yep. installed, is just spying you and every now and again just shouting through them. <laughs> well, you've done that to me when I looked after your house before and it was terrifying when you pretended to be the voice of that little girl from Resident Evil. <laughs> you're going to die in here. <laughs> it's just fun. That's just fun for me. Um, and we, you're going to Palm Springs, right? Yes. So we uh, we go with Jesse's family to Palm Springs, subject of a, an earlier podcast. Oh yeah, please episode. listen. Um, and uh, we do a big Thanksgiving there. We'll do a big meal. I think there's seventeen of us. One thing that's become one of our traditions, and it happens uh, in a few places in the U.S., is we do a turkey trot. Okay, have we oh, spoken yes, about? We talked about the turkey trot on the. Palm Springs episode, I yeah. think. So we, we get up in the morning, on Thanksgiving morning, and we all sign up for this race, and you you have, like, you wear like, turkey hats, and you run a 5K. Okay. <laughs> and it's really wonderful. And it's my favorite, my favorite part of it is, Jesse's surname is Trentadu, 32 yep. Italian. And there's a really wonderful old lady with amazing hair who's the announcer at the finish line. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well done, Ben Anderson. Congratulations, Jesse Trentadu. Ducks. Like, it's just really great. And there are so many trend to do's running the race. That, yeah, that's um, great. This is unrelated, but kind of related. Have you ever watched the clip of Christine Aguilera on Star Search when she was a child? Because if you watch it, the guy, the guy that hosts it, he butchers her surname every single time he says it. He's literally like, by the end, he's like, and thank you to Crastino Anglangendo. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Just a little recommendation for you. So yeah, that's one of our Thanksgiving traditions. The other one that I've actually brought on board 
as a British person is that I, you know, it's like a big feast that you all put together. Yeah. I always serve up smoked salmon on bread with like, like bread with butter, smoked salmon, lemon and black pepper. The easiest thing in the world to make. But trust me, you make that, the Americans go crazy. And now it's like, Ben, you're going to do your fish. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll slave over it again. <laughs> wonderful. Plopping it on top of some bread. Exactly. Just <laughs> buttering some bread and just serving a bit of fish. Done. Um, so those are our, our, this is what, that's what we'll be doing this year. Yeah, we did mention we've spent a few Thanksgivings before back in London. Yeah. Those were, those were some messy Ooh, times. Yeah, they were. I do remember one us having a giant Thanksgiving meal, massive, getting very drunk, going out, yep. dancing to the at the joiners, RIP. Oh. And then about two or three in the morning, I came back and I ate, ate it all again. <laughs> like a, another huge meal. Oh my God, the joiners. I've got a distinct memory of you uh, doing a very sexy dance to Queen of the Night by Whitney Houston on the pool table in the joiners. Do you remember? Oh yeah, a lot of slapping down <laughs> on the of- pool table. <laughs> welcome oh my god i loved the joiners i know oh, when i used to smoke and i used to stand at the back just popping on cigarettes and i always thought the u.s equivalent of the joiners in new york was sugarland for any new york people out there sugarland or metropolitan were both very joiners-esque okay um <laughs> another thanksgiving I, I once spent in arizona with Ooh. a friend of the podcast george oh yeah um with his family and what they do every year for thanksgiving because they have about 60 people there or whatever they do a scavenger hunt. Oh my God. A, a very highly elaborate scavenger hunt around Phoenix. Oh my God. That's amazing. So they, they've like someone spent ages working out all these things and going around and planting all these extra clues and everything. So you get split up into team, like there are four or five teams. <laughs> you have your first clue and then you all race off in cars. That's amazing. It's really fun. <laughs> Um, I was obviously um, a little nervous about it. I didn't. I'd never met the family before. I had never been to Phoenix before. My team won. <laughs> I was course. very pleased with myself. The, I just remember the final bit of it was you had to race. When, once you got back to the house, you had to unwrap a gift. Inside the gift was a jigsaw, jigsaw puzzle, and you had to assemble the jigsaw oh my puzzle. God. That sounds great. Yeah. Oh. I want to um, uh, thank I like a, a woolly hat that's got turkeys on it that I still wear to this day. Well, George needs to start organizing some scavenger hunts for us. That sounds really fun. That would um, be really fun. Actually, I've got a question for you. I think this is something that comes up a lot, but there's there's no Thanksgiving songs. There's no Thanksgiving music, right? No. There really should be. That's really weird. It's so weird that there's so many Christmas songs and then there's not one. And like Halloween, just beforehand, like everything is so themed. But why is there not a... Should we look? Should I have a quick look? And yeah. See if there's a well, I. It's also on. like up until a couple, a few years ago, there weren't really any Fourth of July songs, and then Katy Perry came along with Firework, you know, and then obviously you've got your Fourth of July song as well. Um, have I ever told you about the time that I um, met CLC in a pub, and she'd been to see Fireworks, and. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the bar buying his drinks. And I wait, ca- wait, we should we should explain. When you say seen fireworks, oh, she yes. went to Bonfire, bonfire Nights. Night. Yes, which bonfire- has just happened. Yeah, remember, remember the 5th of November. It's when Guy Fawkes was trying to burn down the Houses of Parliament. So every year now in the UK, <laughs> I was explaining this the other day to some Americans, yeah. and it's pretty fucking weird. Every year in the UK, you go to like a bonfire night where there's a bonfire and they have fireworks. Now at the bonfire, there might be a human effigy a guy, as it were, <laughs> named after Guy Fox, and they burn it. But in recent years, celebrities have been burned. For example, this year, Boris Johnson was burned. Wow. Fine. And um, when I worked on Jonathan Ross in 2009, and there was a whole scandal with him, people were burning effigies of Jonathan Ross at bonfires. <laughs> well, I basically, I was at the bar, and I um, 
saw Charlie was Instagramming some uh, footage of fireworks and I saw that she'd captioned it, baby, you're a firework. And I called her out on it and she was devastated that I found out her secret. <laughs> Do you know I had my very first kiss at a fireworks night? Did you? In our school year, we had two Katie Robinsons, small Katie Robinson and tall Katie Robinson. One was IE, one was Y. I'm assuming yours was with small Katie Robinson, It was right? with tall. Oh, it twist. Was, it was behind a truck at fireworks night. I had to stand on the curb. <laughs> it was my first snog. <laughs> Translation, French kiss. Oh, mine was with my friend Lydia. Oh. I don't know why we did it. We both, we, we kissed at a party and then we were both like, oh, that was weird. Oh, so yeah, she was my first kiss. Um, so there's a song that I've just found here that's called Almost Thanksgiving Day. I'm just going to see, get a little taste of it. There's a real twang in this. Let's just get some lyrics. All right, hang on. Ooh, this is horrible. This is ghastly. Yeah, we need we need a pop star to do a Thanksgiving song. Uh, a moment like this by Kelly Clarkson. Hang on. I don't, I don't think I'm on the right list. So, yeah. A moment like this. Oh, my God, I love that song. <laughs> UK equivalent Leona Lewis covering a moment like this. If I ever told you that I, I've been to... So, Leona Lewis is now husband. I think he's Dutch, and he does. Uh, he's a Barry's boot camp instructor. Oh, really? And he kind of looks like a... Like, if someone was doing... A, a comedy where someone was playing a Euro DJ. Right. That's what he looks like. Got it. A lot of like very obvious tats and then bleach blonde hair. And yeah. I'd love to hear Leona and Kelly Clarkson do a duet of a moment like this. That would be great. Maybe if Leona does ever does anything relevant again, she might get booked in the Kelly Clarkson yeah. daytime talk show and they could do a, a duet at the beginning. Well, you're welcome. Your Kelly Clarkson show for that great suggestion. Yeah, there you go. That's that's at least one day sorted out of the <laughs> 365 shows that you have to make every year. Um, so I think that's pretty much it for Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. I, I think what is particularly nice about it is that there are no gifts. Yeah. So it's just it's just food and family and hanging out yeah. and time off work. And that's yeah. pretty much it. So that brings me to what is the UK equivalent of Thanksgiving? So initially, I was actually going to say weirdly easter okay because at easter we have time off work in the uk which you don't have in the u.s and you get together with family and have like a big meal that's very specific and there's you know easter eggs and chocolate eggs and stuff it's all very specific but now that we've talked about bonfire night yeah i wonder if it is bonfire night in the uk what do you think i i think easter's better because of the food oh, okay yeah bonfire night is too um Bonfire night is like our 4th of July, <laughs> even though it doesn't mean any of the same things. That's true. You do a lot of similar things on Bonfire and night. It's very UK in the sense that it's cold. It's freezing cold. And, and you're like, you're burning, you're like, quite, yeah. there's an anger, angry tone to it. <laughs> yeah, Like exactly. you're literally burning an effigy of a person. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think you're right, actually. I think Easter is probably a, a good, a good comparison because it's so close to Christmas anyway, that it kind of, Christmas is too... Christmas is still too much its own thing and the, the yeah. gifts and everything else. With Easter, you don't really give gifts. So you, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Okay. Well, the UK equivalent of Thanksgiving is Easter. You're welcome. Um, I also want to say, Ben, I'm thankful for you. Oh, that's okay. I'm thankful for you and this podcast and us getting to do this. Absolutely. Every, oh my God. The UK listeners will hate this. <laughs>
And we are back. Before the break there, you heard me emotionally break down when <laughs> Fraser paid me a lovely tribute. So, uh, you know, we've been talking about Thanksgiving and every episode we do uh, an American topic and a British topic. We've done the American topic. Fraser, what's your British topic for us? Well, my British topic ties in nicely with Thanksgiving because you've got to buy all that food from somewhere. Oh, you gotta. And I tell you where I'm going to get it from this episode. Iceland. Not the country. Not the country. Very important to make that distinction for any American listeners. I am not discussing the country of Iceland. I'm talking about the beautiful UK supermarket, Iceland. Mm. So let me give you a quick, I'll give you, as usual, the Wikipedia description. Uh, so Iceland is a British supermarket chain headquartered in Deeside, Wales. Uh, it has an emphasis on the sale of frozen food, including prepared meals and vegetables. Um it also is worth noting that they do sell other stuff that's not frozen. But, you know, the reason it's called Iceland is because everything is frozen. Well, that's why mums go to Iceland. Well, <laughs> we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, so just a little a little bit of history on Iceland. Um, the business started in 1970 um, in Shropshire, England. Um, these two men invested £60 uh, for one month's rent at a store. Um, and then one of, the name Iceland was suggested by one of the business partner's wives. Um <laughs> <laughs> this is, a, this is a, a fact that I like. Um, they were still employees of Woolworths at the time and their employment was terminated once they discovered they had a job on the side. <laughs> and then this is very strange. Iceland initially specialised in loose frozen food. <laughs> just loose frozen food flopping around in some freezers. It's just like a giant like freezer full of like <laughs> like a chicken drumstick, yeah. a Brussels sprout. Just, just rummage and yeah. just scoop up a... You like know, a pick and mix. Yeah, exactly. A frozen pick and mix. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then it basically it started, the business started growing in 1983 um, where they kind of started opening other, other chains around the country. And then kind of, um, I think by the kind of mid 90s uh, to kind of early 2000s is when things you know when it became kind of the huge the huge kind of juggernaut that it has become today just before we carry on i found a great thing on wikipedia about iceland um, <laughs> apparently um the supermarket iceland has been accused <laughs> apparently the supermarket iceland has been accused by the government of the country iceland of engaging in abusive behavior by trademarking the name of the country <laughs> wow it says and harassing Icelandic companies and even the Icelandic Tourism Board. <laughs> How are they harassing? Because they pursued legal action against Icelandic companies which use the name. So, like, basically... <laughs> like been, Visit Iceland. Yeah, exactly. They've been saying that Visit Iceland infringes on their... On Iceland, the supermarket's copyright. <laughs> so, just to know, Iceland is in, a, in an actual dispute with the country of Iceland. <laughs> Perfect. Which I think is just very funny. Perfect. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, the, the, the overall thing is that Iceland is this kind of cheaper supermarket where it does frozen frozen food and it's all kinds of frozen food so it's like desserts which uh, I, I will get into at some point um the kind of food it does though that's kind of famous for is what i like to call beige food mm -hmm. and as a child who grew up mostly eating beige food i do have like a bit of a comfort for it in fact when i used, when i lived in london i was moving out of a house um with four of my friends and we decided as like a farewell thing, we had a beige, we called it a beige feast. And we went to Iceland, the Iceland in Clapham Common. Oh. Um, and we just bought every single piece of beige food we could and cooked it all. And I just remember the only color on the plate was the red of the ketchup that we squeezed on there. Oh, lovely. I'm talking curly fries. I'm talking uh, chicken nuggets. Yeah. Potato waffles. I think we got alpha bites. Love an alpha bite. Yeah. 
that that reminds me at university when we moved out of one of our houses or maybe like whenever we moved out of like a house or halls of residence we would take everything out of the freezer and just cook everything yes (laughs) just have like a really weird feast fish fingers fish sticks love a fish fish finger yeah so that's the kind of the vibe of the food at iceland and actually i will say that i um once living in a living in a flat in london we did not have an oven they gave us this weird convection microwave oven do you know what I mean? It's oh, that kind um, of like in between. Yes, it's called a uh, we uh, we had them in some halls at university. Yeah, they had so it was them. like not a full sized oven. It was very much the size of a microwave. It has a it name worked. though, not like a like T- a, a a bell a baby belling. I have no idea what you're talking okay, about. Okay, I'm gonna Google that. A baby bell is a cheese in my eyes. Here we are, baby belling. It's like a little mini thing that you could put that at the top on the top of like yeah. a surface yes and it's got like a couple of shit electric hobs see i didn't have any hobs on top it was literally just the just the oven oh, but wow. you couldn't fit you could barely fit anything in it i once cooked for i think four of us i cooked a full christmas dinner in that oven oh, well with food done. solely from iceland oh so it was all like pre-prepared and it only had one shelf and i just remember it was me shuffling things in and out and then basically having to pour gravy on the whole thing because it was to keep it warm to keep it warm (laughs) i think that iceland also maybe you're going to go into this iceland's also very party foods yes so the reason that i thought of doing iceland as a topic this week is we were watching uk drag race episode and there was a comment made by one of the queens she said oh i feel like kerry katona Where's my prawn ring? Something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And Teddy was sitting next to me as an American and he turned to me and he said, who is Kerry Katona and what is a prawn ring? And I was like, I just remember saying, I don't have time to explain this to you, Teddy. (laughs) So now we're going to explain it. So the most famous thing about Iceland is their advertising. Very well known for it. Basically, um, in the uh, kind of mid 2000s, Kerry Katona uh, became the face of Iceland with the slogan, that's why mums go to Iceland. Mm-hmm. And basically, so Kerry Katona, <laughs> we've, we've actually, we've discussed her on the previous episode, haven't we? So Kerry Katona was um, in a girl band called Atomic Kitten um, in the kind of late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, she then was on, was she on I'm a Celebrity? Is that why she got to Iceland? She was on I'm a remember. Celebrity. She also, yeah, she also had an MTV show called Crazy in Love for yeah. a while. Um, and then she had a, which just followed her and her relationship, which was actually ultimately quite depressing and sad. Yep. And then she had another uh, show on MTV UK, because I was there at the time, called Kerry Katona Whole Again. And it was all about her <laughs> getting lots of surgery. Because oh. she famously, they had a number one song with Whole Again. Yeah. So so basically, she she became the kind of face of Iceland. And she started this kind of run of very cheesy adverts and the adverts are usually around Christmas time. And it's to advertise the fact that Iceland does a lot of frozen party food. You know, your little, your, your mini sausage rolls, mm, your mini quiches. Love a mini quiche. Yeah. You know, your little, your little bites, little bits and bites. Yeah. Just, um, you know, well you've got, you, you're entertaining and you, you know what you're going to do. You just get some stuff out of the, out of the freezer, bung it in the oven, bung it in the oven <laughs> and then you bring it out and you serve it. And that's why mums go to Iceland. And then basically, um, she actually was fired <laughs> from, she was dropped as the face in 2009 after, um, some pictures of her allegedly taking cocaine, uh, <laughs> came around. Um, so then, other people kind of became the face of Ireland, oh, yeah. of, of Iceland. So we're talking Colleen Nolan, mm-hmm. a, uh, an, a loose woman. A loose woman, right. Um, yep. Yeah. And a former member of the Nolan sisters. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Stacey Solomon, uh, an X, for X, X Factor contestant. Another loose woman. Another loose woman. Yep. <laughs> um, and Jason Donovan, um, 
briefly was uh, a face of Iceland. Uh, what I'm going to do, is I think they must have brought Kerry back at some point, because I'm just going to play you an advert that features Kerry Katona, uh, Colleen Nolan, and Jason Donovan. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you ready? Let's do it. <laughs> really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. Gotta be on my way. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> it looks like you guys will have a ball. Just take your pick, we got it all. I must say the duck looks delicious. What if you want to treat on his plate? I guess that I can cancel my date. Is that my king prawn she ate? A little gâteau, creamy and rich, let's share. You still want to go? Looks like I'd freeze out there. These kebabs are hot. Ah, pepperoni. I like that a lot. I think they really hit the spot. cakes, pure indulgence. A pleasure that can't be denied. A bit on the side. I wouldn't say no. No need to hold on, baby. Okay, I need to read so, out a few of the things that are being advertised in that. Please do. 12 sticky chicken skewers for £2. <laughs> that's, well, that's like like $3. Lovely. Like not even $3. There was like mini Black Forest gattos. Yeah. You know, mini ones. It's one you can just pop in your mouth. One bite. Or one little bite. <laughs> also £2. <laughs> oh, it was remarkable. Now that, uh, that made sense that... <laughs> Well, did it? That <laughs> advert because Kerry was in Atomic Kitten, Colleen was in The Nolan Sisters, yep. and Jason Donovan had a big solo career. Jason Donovan, originally from Neighbours, which we've talked yes, about. Australian. Australian, but, you know, Australian in the UK. You Same know, thing. Co- Commonwealth. <laughs> I, have I ever told you the time I was at a Christmas party with Jason Donovan? No, please don't. So please tell. it was, um, oh, this, yeah, this story takes a real turn. Um, I it was Christmas Eve and I was at my cousin's in the Cotswolds in England like the countryside part of England and we're all having Christmas there and my cousin was like oh I really want to go to this Christmas party but her husband Paul didn't want to go and she's like just will you come with me I was like yeah okay so we go to this Christmas party at this like lovely country house and Jason Donovan was there as a guest wow just started chatting to him and then the house had just been renovated Christopher Biggins appeared and was like do you, want, do you want a tour of the house? And I was like, okay. So a crowd of us went on a tour of this house with Christopher Biggins. How do you explain who Christopher Biggins is? I mean, <laughs> he, well, actually, he's he's kind of got the energy of a uh, Richard Simmons. Yes, yes, you're right. Like a, an older, he's openly gay yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. Do you know who else I kind of think of with, with Christopher Biggins? Who? The, you know that very small man called Leslie... Oh, what's he called? The guy that was in Will and Grace and other things. I want to oh, keep... Who? Hang on. I, I need to Google him because I want to say Leslie Jones and I know that's not who I'm trying to say. I was going to gonna say. say Leslie Ash, but it's definitely not Leslie Ash. Leslie Jordan. Okay, let me show you a picture of him. Oh. You'll know exactly who I'm talking about. He's he in like... Uh, he's in Naked Gun or something? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, wait. no. I know. I know exactly. Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> wait, he was in The New Adventures of Superman. Caroline in the City... Reba, he's just ugly Betty. Okay, yeah, he's he, been he's, in everything. He has been working. He's great. He he's... might be the US equivalent of Denise Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Fair enough. Like, classic, just worked at moon things. People clearly <laughs> like him. Well, you know, let, let us know, listeners. Right, that's why. Are we, why are we talking about Leslie Jordan? <laughs> I've got really confused. I've got really off topic. I'm guessing in the year 2019, they no longer have... 
the very uh, old-fashioned slogan, that's why mums go to Iceland. Well, funny you say that. Uh, let me tell you, let me play you just a current, well, this, I'm not sure if this is a little bit old, but this is uh, what their current slogan is, is at the end of this advert. Hi, how are you? You're expecting a delivery? I don't believe it. I know. Nickel in a bag, paella. Cooked straight from Frozen. Amazing. Amazing. And authentic Italian pizza, stone-baked in the foothills of the Dolomites. Who knew? Uh, Do you need me to sign anything? Oh. Could you make it out to Amy? Spend £25 in store and get free home delivery. That's why Peter goes to Iceland. So Peter Andre is now the face of Iceland and they have changed the slogan to that's why Peter goes to Iceland. Oh, wow. Because who? can you believe that like a man might buy <laughs> groceries and, and do the food shop for that's a... crazy. For a, whoa. Also, Peter Andre does not eat a single bite of food from Iceland. Him trying to say about paella in a bag. <laughs> eat that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> you made me re- remember when I was at uni, there was a guy called Damon, who I lived in uh, like halls of residence with, and Damon worked in Iceland. Ooh. Now, as you may not be surprised to hear, back then, and even now, I've never been to an Iceland. So anyway, Damon worked in Iceland and I remember I had bought some tomatoes, US translation, tomatoes, but not from Iceland, from like Sainsbury's or wherever. And they were like tomatoes on the vine. Okay. Right. Because those are the those are the good ones. Those are the ones I like. You're so annoying. And he and I remember he took one and had a bite and he was like because he was used to the tomatoes from Iceland, he and he genuinely said to me, I never knew tomatoes could taste like this. Do you know what? I hate you so much because of every element of that story. You fucking snob. Why were you buying tomatoes on the vine at university? Because that's what I wanted to eat. You're so irritating. (laughs) What did you buy at uni? Oh, like, just shit. I used to shop at Asda and buy, like, me and my friend Fran used to share our shopping. And we used to buy, like, frozen pies and eat them with, like, mashed potato to try and, like, like, whatever. Don't, you, you keep your snootiness to yourself. I actually knew when I picked Iceland as a topic, I knew that you were going to say that you've never been to an Iceland and you've ever eaten food from Iceland. I was like, oh, wait, no, I have been to, I have eaten food from Iceland because Michael once bought it. Right. Like a, a party that we did or something. Okay. Because he thought it'd be hilarious. Oh. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, that, I mean, you know, I, you know, when we did our beige feast, we just bought kind of like, you know, kind of like French fries, chips, curly fries, all that kind of stuff. It's fine. The party food is a little dicey, I have to say. It, yeah. It is like a, kind of rank, but the actual other stuff is completely I'm fine. I'm sure like they do a great frozen pea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Staples. Get in there and get your staples. Yeah, get get your frozen staples in there. You're good to go. <laughs> um, you need to tell us about a prawn ring, though. <laughs> oh yeah, God, I've got absolutely. So yeah, their big product that was a a big. Do you know? I couldn't find it. I looked for it on the website. I don't think they sell them anymore. Whoa. But a prawn ring was this disgusting Iceland frozen. So it's frozen. Uh, what do they call them here? Shrimp. Shrimp. Yeah. So it's like a ring of shrimp um, around with like. Like a cocktail sauce. Yeah, like a a dip. Like a Mary Rose sauce. Yeah. Which is disgusting (laughs) because you know what that is? It's just ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together. Yeah. Quite literally, all of my nightmares rolled into one is a prawn ring. Like to eat a prawn and then to have to dip it in something with mayonnaise is genuinely one of my worst nightmares. Do you know that from about the age of, I would say, 7 to 12, do you know what I ate every day? 
for lunch at school. A prawn cocktail. Well, they had they had really <laughs> shit. They had really shit food in my school, and then overnight, I don't know. Someone complains. All kind of it went insane, and so they started serving instead of sandwiches like croissants. Sorry, Americans croissants like croissants. <laughs> But inside would be sandwich fillings. So the one I would always get would be like prawns with prawn cocktail sauce in a croissant. And I ate that, that is, every day for about five years. That is so disgusting. <laughs> oh, God. But fuck, hey, that's insane. It's pretty weird. It's really weird. Yeah. Oh, God. The pra- a prawn and a croissant. Is, that's really turned my stomach. <laughs> I'm too hungover to deal with the thought of a prawn croissant right now. Um, so, yeah, that was... <laughs> to answer your question, Teddy, a prawn ring was this dish sold at Iceland and Kerrigatona was the face of Iceland. So that just solves that little problem Great. for you there. I've got a question. Go for it. How is Iceland doing in 2019? Now, the reason I ask is, in the UK at the moment, the high street in particular is, I think, more than anywhere else, is, like, dying. This week, I heard about Pound Stretcher, Maplin, Clinton Cards. <gasps> I was reading about this morning. is having problems. Clinton's Cards. Clinton's Cards. <laughs> Clinton, it said it's just now called Clinton's. But anyway, oh, really? That's gone. That's gone up the wazoo. Um, so yeah, how's how's Iceland doing? Um, well, I just I've just looked up Iceland and the news, um, and basically I've got a um, a product recall <laughs> of some hummus that needs to, that people shouldn't be eating. Well, that frozen hummus. <laughs> and then um, the Manchester Evening News has an article called. Iceland unveils its Christmas 2019 food range, and it includes a full turkey dinner and a pie. <laughs> okay, I have found this. Does Iceland supermarket sell cigarettes? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it does. As an ex-smoker, I don't think I ever bought cigarettes from Iceland. I don't think they are. Frozen cigarettes. Yeah. So just to, just to give you an update, do you want to hear some of the Christmas 2019 foods? Oh, yes, please. There's luxury jumbo red shrimp wrapped in bacon. That looks disgusting. Wait, what? Uh, shrimp wrapped in bacon. Oh, no. Um, well, surf and turf. A, a, a selection pack which is called 10 chicken noodle sticks and 10 prawn lollipop selection. That's disgusting. It's like prawns on a stick. Um, Very prawn heavy. Luxury Canadian whole cooked lobster. That's, I, I would not, I, I don't eat seafood, but that is, makes me feel physically sick. And then this is the, the crown jewel of this, uh, of this one. It's called a festive pie. It has turkey, pigs in blankets, sprouts, cranberries, smoked bacon, onion, peas, carrots, and stuffing encased in a pie crust. It looks fucking disgusting. So um, when I was thinking of this topic earlier in the week, I actually enlisted the help of uh, one of my American co-workers because I was really struggling to find... There's no supermarkets here that I could see that solely, you know, advertise the fact that their stuff is the frozen stuff. Okay. So he told me that Tyson brand is um, a brand that does lots of, like, frozen chicken and, like, meal kits and, like, loads of stuff. And it, he said that's kind of the said it's not a whole supermarket of it but it's like they do the like party food and all that kind of stuff so it's so like it, a brand that you'd find in other supermarkets yes exactly. now, how are we spelling that tyson uh, t-y-s-o-n okay like mike got it got it got yes it, got it, got exactly it. so the u.s equivalent of iceland is tyson we should say the supermarket not the country yeah please uh, the icelandic tour- tourism board please do not sue us for this you're welcome you're welcome Okay, we're back. As ever, we round out every episode with a game of welcome or not welcome. We say distinctly, 
American or British things and we say whether they're welcome or not, i.e. whether we like them or not. Fraser, you're up first. Okay, my first one is mince pies, welcome or not welcome. Oh, not welcome. <laughs> mince pies, just for the Americans out there. That Very hard to explain. M-I-N-C-E, yeah. not minced meat, like minced fruits in this sort of like sweet gravy. Oh, you're really making it sound a lot worse than it's it is. disgusting. Also, you don't, you know they don't even say minced they don't even say minced beef here. They say ground beef. So ground you can't beef. so you can't even describe what oh. what you have to. I had to try and I was trying to explain it to Ryland, and I was like, first of all, I said mince pie, and then I was like, no, not minced like minced beef, and he was like, what the hell is minced beef? And then I had to explain minced beef, ground beef. Then I got to minced meat, which is actually not the same as minced beef, which is actually minced meat, which is sweet fruit. All in all, I really like mince pies. Welcome from me. Who's Ryland? <laughs> dare you do this to me rather than my boyfriend um not welcome not welcome <laughs> no 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 i meant mince pies not welcome every year in the uk i'd always be like okay do you know what maybe this is the year maybe i just haven't had a good one and i'd try one i'd be like no so no mince pies for me okay welcome or not welcome describing someone as r so for example r cheryl r fraser as this is o u r like ooh. Oh, did, is this Michael's submission? I think, I think Michael, uh, podcast nemesis, may have suggested this. Yeah, this is a Michael a Michael suggestion saying, yeah, because I, I, I think it's very welcome. It's like a, it's quite a northern, um, a northern thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? And that, like we always used to say for Kimberly from Girls Aloud, we would always be like, our Kim. Yeah, our Kim. she is our Kim. It's a real term of endearment, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. I love it. Very yeah. welcome. Makes okay. me feel warm inside. Okay, welcome. Uh, welcome or not welcome, the US spelling of tire. Did you know that they spell tire like a car tire, T-I-R-E, not T-Y-R-E? Because oh. I had to write something for work and I got I got universally mocked by my the room that I work with because I'd spelt tire with a Y. Oh, I I don't think I knew that. And I bought a new tire just yesterday. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm surprised you could find the place because you were probably searching <laughs> T-Y-R-E. <laughs> So for me, that the US spelling, not welcome. Too confusing. Yeah. Okay, not welcome. Fine. Yeah, you, you want some distinction in that. Okay, welcome or not welcome. This comes from uh, Aaliyah in Montreal. She said that a friend in Gatwick Airport was ordering a coffee and uh, they offered her a white coffee and she didn't know what it was. A white coffee. What? Do you know what a white coffee is? Coffee with milk? Yeah, it's not a thing here. Oh, really? You can't ask for a white coffee. Oh, was, is it, well, people think you're racist. Well, yeah, there's that, but there's also just a white coffee would be like a coffee with cream, but you'd never call it a white coffee here, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Isn't that so strange as well that everyone has cream? Cream. I, but what is cream here? It's not cream though, is it? You're not like putting like... <laughs> like like a dairy cream that you would you would have with a mince pie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> yeah, because you're not, it's not like, you know, what's that brand of cream? Is it El, El Me? <laughs> Wait, what? You don't, do you remember? <laughs> Hang on. Elm Lee. No, it is Elm Lee. Elm Lee, yes. Yeah, so El- El- Elm Lee. Elm Lee? Is it Elm Lee? Hang on. We're just saying, <laughs> saying noises now. Elm Lee? Elm Lee. Yeah, Elm Lee cream. Elm Lee cream. Yeah, because you're not pouring like Elm, Elm Lee cream. I can't say it. You're not pouring that into your coffee. No, but what are you? what is the cream here? If you say like a coffee with cream here, what would you get? Is it a coffee with milk? Yeah. Well, oh no, but then sometimes it's creamer. What's creamer? Well, it's, well, that's just mystery. And then there's half and half. I don't understand this country oh, sometimes. half and half is so confusing because that's half milk, half cream. Wait, what? <laughs> wait a minute, it? wait a minute. What is half and half? Hang on, hang on. What is, <laughs> what is half and half, also known as half cream in the UK? No, 
It's a simple blend of equal parts whole milk and light cream. <laughs> that doesn't answer the question. <laughs> and what's two what? percent? And then there's two percent. What's that? That's is that's that like milk? Semi-skimmed. Is yeah, I think that's milk 2%, with two percent fat. Two percent is semi-skimmed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My last one is really weird, and I don't know why I wrote this down. Welcome or not welcome, the two brewers. Remember the two brewers? Oh, I think the two brewers is welcome. The two brewers is my favourite, favourite gay bar back in London in Clapham. Clapham Common. It is one of the worst venues ever, but it, you will have the best time of your life in there. It's you're, like... You're guaranteed some good music in there. Oh, they play the best music. The best thing about the two brewers is the DJ will not take requests. And uh, uh, my friend Caroline once went and tried to request a song and he just told her to fuck off. That's right. <laughs> they, they once... They once, when we were there, that front room was like, it was like R&B night. Ooh. And we asked for, I think, Sierra or Aaliyah or something like, and they said, that's not R&B. <laughs> and then they proceeded to play something like ABBA. And we're like, what? It was very confusing. And I always say, what I will say about the two brewers is guaranteed you will see four people fall over a night, maybe more. Mm. It's the kind of place where people will literally get full down drunk and they do. I also once took um, CLC there when she was uh, having a, she'd had a bad, a bad day and she needed cheering up and there was a drag act and it was this uh, drag queen that did, performed a medley of song dressed as a nun, performed a medley of songs from Sister Act and The Sound of Music. And Charlie said that all she needed in life to feel happy was a drag queen singing those songs. Perfect. <laughs> well, you've got that costume, you may as well do both movies. Exactly. So very welcome. I okay. missed, I missed the two brewers. Okay, I'm saying welcome. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, welcome or not welcome, the shop. Oliver Bonus. <laughs> Oliver Bonus. Oliver Bonus. Now, describe to our listeners. My friend Leah calls it Oliver Banas. <laughs> oh, well, I think I think that's... It's technically correct. That's technically correct because that's what a, a shopper at Oliver Bonus slash Banas would like to think it was called. So I, I describe Oliver Bonus um, as a shop full of trinkets and bullshit that I cannot stand. You know how I feel about a trinkety shop. Mm. I can't abide... A shop with tiny little knickknacks and bits. Just, I'm just gonna go. You might go in and get like a nice greetings card. Yeah, it's like a high quality greetings yeah, card. Like it's, a fun one. You know, once you've just once you've just been to Waitrose yep. and bought some food, you'll nip into Oliver Bonus and get just a lovely. You know, it might be it might the, the greetings card. It might have some florals, but it might have something a little bit funky or cheeky on it too. Yeah, it's very it's very white middle class ladies of a girls of a certain age yeah. going into popping into Oliver Bonus and. Buying like a, a floral top and then a, a fun mug. It's very, it's very for the London listeners. It's very Balham or Wimbledon. It is very Balham. In fact, my friend Leah that calls it Oliver Banas lives in Balham. There we are. It all comes back together. So Oliver, Oliver Banas, not welcome. Not welcome. Not welcome. Also, He's, what's like the US? What's the US equivalent? They don't really have a chain like that, do they? Like a lovely. It it, it kind of you Spencer's when you're gift. in when you. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in there, you're kind of fooled into thinking, oh, this is a, a lovely, slightly hand local store yeah. that doesn't exist anywhere else. This is Future Fraser. Um, I think it's really obvious that the equivalent of that is anthropology. Duh. Right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode of You're Welcome America. I believe in the next episode we're going to have some special guests. We might just. Oh. <laughs> um, so look forward to that. And... Um, I just want to say, uh, Fraser, that I'm thankful for you. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. Got it in there. And also, um, in the words of... Oh, God. Wait, I forgot her name. Anne Whittacombe? Anne Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> in the words... Of, of Anne Whittacombe. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Ethel. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour.